one percenters welcome back coach time here 1424 training where the goal is to take 14 minutes 24 seconds or one percent of your day to get better for those who are new to this channel i'm an educational psychologist who gave it the classroom and office setting for a weight room and basketball court i went from writing 30 page ieps to teaching squats and jump shots this show is focused on improving our lives using lessons i've learned from clients in the gym and players on the hardwood it's time to train your brain In today's podcast, I want to talk about my own weakness, my biggest weakness, and what I have finally come to realize. As I'm sitting here thinking about what to talk about in this podcast, I've been looking around the room and I just see tons of post-its, I see notes to myself, I see outlines, I see calendars, I see notes, I see post-its, I see all kinds of stuff motivational quotes and what I realized is that my brain thinks way too fast and my fingers type way too slow I write way too slow my brain goes way too fast and so over the past several years I've been working on or attempting to work on writing a book And every time I go to write a book, I sit down and I start writing and I write a paragraph, a page, two pages, and two days might go by, three days might go by, I might work on it, I might work on it, and then I'll leave it there and I'll never come back to it. And then a month will go by and then I'll say, oh, I have another idea for another great book. And so I'll start writing and I'll write and then I'll outline and then I'll write and then I'll dump my mind out on the pages and a month will go by and I'll forget about it. I will never go back to these things and I just have all of these pending projects, all of these pending books, all of these outlines that I've written, just not re-edited, some finished, some drafts finished, some drafts barely even a few pages. And then I'll just move on to another project or another program and So I have an online dribbling program, an online shooting program, an online jump program. Those were my three major accomplishments because I actually got it filmed, written, and produced. And what made me finish those online courses was the hopes of getting paid. And so I have those programs out and I got paid a little bit for it, but... Most people don't pay for stuff like this or they don't want to pay for stuff like this or my marketing is bad or the program is just bad. So I made the programs free and once I made them free, people started downloading them like crazy. So I realized that the program was not bad content. People just didn't want to pay for it and I didn't market it it correctly or I didn't create enough value in the promos or the marketing or something like that. But people are still downloading these programs and it makes me feel good that I put out something good and that I'm actually helping people. And so when I go to make the advanced version of the dribbling or the advanced version of the shooting or the advanced version of the jump program, in the back of my head is, well, are people going to pay for this? Because I know I'm going to make a great product. It's just, are people going to pay for it? And when I ask myself that question is like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So since I'm not sure and how much they will pay for it, I don't really want to do it because 
I'd rather spend time doing something else. I'd rather just be goofing off or doing something else other than this program. I have most of the stuff filmed. I have most of the stuff written out, ready to go. And for some reason, I just don't want to finish it. It's like one of those things. It's just there. And I don't really, I'm not excited to go open up those files and then re-download it and, you know, get it all produced and everything. So there's just a bunch of excuses that I have when it comes to finishing these programs. And I'm wondering, why don't I finish them? I want to help people, but... I also want to get paid, but I know that since most people aren't going to be paying for these things or that they won't be paying a lot for it, I don't really need the money that much. So I'm not so concerned about getting it done and in a hurry about getting it done. And so in the past like week or so, I started writing another book and then sure enough, I left it there for a few weeks. And then yesterday I actually finished part of the outline. So it's pretty much done. It's just a few pages long, about 10 pages. And it's just a little thing that I was just so proud that I actually finished it. And I was wondering why I could finish that and why I can't finish these other things. And so I thought what was my biggest weakness is just getting organized and getting things done. I start a lot of stuff, but I don't get stuff done. It's like working out. I work out every day and I just take this mindset of it's never done. So I'm always working at it every single day. So these projects, these courses, these books, I always feel like they're undone and that I want to keep refining and keep making it better. So part of it is perfectionism. Part of it is laziness. But part of it is really, I don't know who I'm making it for. And so I thought about who am I making these programs for? Who am I writing this book for? And then it got me thinking about this this interaction I had with a 10-year-old. And this 10-year-old was having a really rough day. He didn't want to do any of the drills. He didn't want to do any of this stuff. He walked out of practice and hid himself in the bathroom for 10 minutes crying. Because I would not let him do the warm-up exercises the little plyometrics, all the warm-up stuff we do every single practice, I wouldn't let him do it halfway. I wouldn't let him do it half-ass, half-effort. So I was being a very big stickler, and the kid had a meltdown. The kid broke down. He went to the bathroom, started crying, said he couldn't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Why? I hate warm-ups. I hate you, coach. And all these things, and I was just thinking to myself, what is going on with this kid? Ten minutes later calm him down. He comes out of the bathroom. We have a little talk. And I tell him that your attitude is the only thing you can choose. So warm-ups, we're going to do them every single time. And whether you choose to have a good attitude or a bad attitude, that's up to you. And you determine how well you want to do warm-ups, but I'm not going to let you do them halfway. So Practice goes on for another 10 minutes or so, and then I'm just wondering, why is this kid acting out? So I have a good relationship with their family, and the parents, uh, the dad isn't always there. He's always working. He's busy. He's paying for the training. And so this kid, he's 10 years old, and I know he's rebelling against me because he sees me as the disciplinarian or the adult figure. The mom is very supportive. She's very nurturing, and she has a tough time being tough with this kid. So I'm the tough one. I see him two to three times a week. So I see him quite often and I'm always firm, consistent and tough. So he had a breakdown. And so I had to tell him 
that things can always be worse. And he and he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, you have a mom and a dad. You have a coach that cares about you. You got teammates that care about you. I told him that when I was his age, my parents got divorced and that I didn't have a dad and that I don't talk to my dad. And then he just thought, oh, well, I have a dad. I have a mom. I have a nice basketball. I have nice new shoes. I have teammates that care about me. And so I was able to switch his perspective and and sure enough, this little kid, 10 years old, went from breakdown to having tons of energy, ready to go, ready to practice, ready to learn new stuff again. And so within that interaction, I thought, what the hell am I coaching for? Why do I coach? Why do I do all these things? And it all boils down to me coaching my younger self, being the person that I wish I had, being the person that I wish I knew, being the father to myself. So this 10-year-old boy brought it out of me and I just thought, man, it would be awesome if I was 10 years old. I had an awesome coach that would just come support me and teach me all these things, do all these things. And so as I think about it now, my biggest weakness was thinking about chasing the money or chasing the legacy. But as I break it down further and further, as I look deeper and deeper inside of myself, blaming it on organization or or perfectionism or something like that, I just never really had a good enough reason to want to finish these programs because they're all pending. I have five pending books, three pending online programs, camp structures, outlines, all pending. And why don't I finish them? It's not because I'm not organized. I can be very organized. I can type. I can hire someone. I can have someone help me write it out. But the real reason that I haven't finished any of them is because I forgot who I'm doing it for. And the person I'm doing it for is me. And you have to remember, when you guys are doing anything, it always has to be for yourself. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. I just got away from that for a little while. I've been doing good. I've been helping a lot of people. But what stops me from helping more people is that I forgot who I really started doing all this coaching for in the first place. And it was for me, for myself, for that 10-year-old kid, that 9-year-old kid that was completely lost when his parents got divorced, when his mom never showed up to a game, when his sisters and brothers picked on him, bullied him, and practically raised him without a father, with a mother that was busy raising four other kids, that lost little boy, trying to figure it out all on his own. And so every chance I get, I will remind myself who I'm doing this for, why I'm doing it, to never forget that the real reason is that there's some kid out there, no dad, no money, struggling, 
and just wanting to be successful. So if you find yourself struggling, encountering the same type of problem over and over and over and over, maybe your weakness was like mine. Maybe you just lost your path a little bit, got some success and really forgot about who you're doing it for. Not you're, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for your legacy. You're doing it for that little kid. You're doing it for that younger version of yourself. The person that you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, even one year ago. That's what I'm doing it for. Make sure you guys have a great reason for why you're doing what you're doing. That's all I got for you this week. I'm Coach Tommy. I'm out. One Percenters, thanks again for listening and getting a little bit better with me today. I hope you got something useful out of it. You can leave me a message on Instagram at Coach T Lamb. Let me know if you liked or didn't like this show. I'm improving a little bit each time, so any feedback would be good, and I'm open to hearing it. Thanks again, and I'll talk with you guys next week. Thank you.